0: Well, hello, friends, and welcome to Tuesday. Uh, Tonight, Joe Biden gives his first State of the Union address. It's really his best opportunity between now and November's midterm elections to shape the narrative, telling Americans what's at stake, describing the key choices ahead, explaining where he's leading America. Over the past few weeks, I've been in several conversations with people in and around Democratic politics about what Biden should say and how he should say it. The consensus is he must first pro- project calmness and steadiness in this time of tumult and uncertainty. Second, appeal to national unity as we confront a vicious foreign aggressor. Third, be realistic about problems like inflation, the pandemic, climate change, other challenges we face. Four, be humble about what he has accomplished so far, and yet take credit for a few big things, such as the American Rescue Plan, bipartisan infrastructure legislation, and getting vaccinations into the arms of 80% of Americans. And finally, five talk-up popular programs that he's trying to get through Congress. Child care, the refundable child tax credit, lower prices on prescription drugs, and voting rights. I agree with this consensus, but I think Biden also needs a large theme to give purpose and meaning to all this, uh, framing what he has accomplished so far and wants to accomplish. That theme should be the choice between democracy and authoritarianism. Biden should emphasize that America's role in the world is to lead democracies against aggressors like Putin and connect this. To voting rights here in America and the dangers posed by the ongoing assault on democracy spawned by Donald Trump. At least 19 states so far have enacted 34 laws that restrict access to voting, and lawmakers in at least 27 states are now working on more than 250 other bills to do the same. Biden should be clear that Senate Republicans have thwarted every attempt to protect the right to vote from these state efforts, successively rejecting the Comprehensive for the People Act, the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act, and most recently the Freedom to Vote Act, which was designed expressly to attract at least 10 Republicans in order to overcome a filibuster, but did not. Biden should also make clear that widening inequality Inside, America itself poses a danger to democracy, as big money engulfs politics. It wouldn't hurt to use the quote attributed to the great Justice Louis Brandeis. America has a choice. We can have great wealth concentrated in the hands of a few, or we can have a democracy. But we cannot have both. This is why... Biden should say. The rich must pay their fair share of taxes, why monopolies are bad, not just for consumers, but for democratic institutions, and why antitrust should be revived, and why measures such as the refundable child tax credit, which help America's less advantaged survive and prosper, are necessary to our common good. If you're watching tonight, be on the lookout for when the TV camera pans the members of Congress in attendance. You'll see those to the left of the central aisle, from the viewpoint of the president, that is Republicans, scowl or sit on their hands when Biden mentions any of this. You'll also see they are overwhelmingly white and male. By contrast, those to the right, Democrats and independents, include an abundance of women and people of color. It's a powerful visual reminder of whom our two major parties represent at this point in history. I attended several State of the Union addresses when I was in Bill Clinton's cabinet, sitting in the front row as other cabinet members did and do now, just next to members of the Supreme Court. These events are remarkable public spectacles in which the entire U.S. government briefly comes together. One member of the cabinet must go to a secure bunker in case the president, vice president, and speaker are assassinated, in order that the nation immediately has a new head of state. It's a terrible but necessary precaution. I'm not at liberty to tell you anything more, or even if I was ever selected. These events are also hard on the knees, because almost every 30 seconds you're expected to stand and applaud and then sit down again. My advice to you, keep your expectations reasonably low. Most such addresses are filled with bromides and platitudes and are not terribly coherent. I mean, reflecting the efforts of every cabinet member, many congressional leaders and the heads of influential interest groups to get their pet programs and phrases included. Few of these addresses are remembered beyond the daily news cycle. There is also the indisputable fact that Joe Biden is not a great orator. He doesn't have a gift for giving high drama to words and ideas. But this is Biden's best shot before the midterms to frame the debate. At this point in the nation's history, when several existential challenges are converging. Putin's war and the fearful prospect of nuclear Armageddon, COVID, climate change, the attacks Trump has provoked on democracy at home, along with racism and xenophobia. What Biden says tonight could be profoundly important.